Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Sports Travel Podcast, where we interview leaders from throughout the sports event industry. This is Matt Traub, Managing Editor of Sports Travel, and our guest today is Lili Leung, President and Chief Executive Officer for USA Gymnastics. Before we begin, first a word from our sponsor. This episode of the Sports Travel Podcast is being sponsored by the Teams Conference and Expo, the world's largest gathering of sports event organizers and the destinations and suppliers that serve the sports event industry. Teams 23 will be held in the Palm Beaches of Florida from October 2nd through the 5th, 2023. The conference will again feature the co-location of the U.S. Olympic and Paralympic SportsLink program and NGB Best Practices Seminar, as well as the annual symposium of the National Congress of State Games. For more details planned at Teams, please visit teamsconference.com. And now, on to the conversation. USA Gymnastics is looking to build a national training and wellness center that will serve as the hub for the national governing body, along with ancillary facilities for the national team in various disciplines to develop the overall grassroots growth of the sport. The future venue will be home to the USA Gymnastics Hall of Fame and Museum, and USA Gymnastics said it expects to use the facility up to 250 days per year for camps at various levels of its developmental programs. Lee Lee Leung joined us this week to discuss why USA Gymnastics is looking to build a facility now and what other training centers, both in the United States and worldwide, influence the wants that USA Gymnastics has in the venue. What are the things in that framework that are the most important for the national governing body? Whether this means its headquarters could potentially leave the current home in Indianapolis and what would hosting this venue mean for a city when it also comes to potentially bidding for future competitions. We also discussed the current state of USA Gymnastics, next year's Olympic trials in Minneapolis, as well as the 2024 Paris Olympic Games, and the news that two decorated Olympic champions in Simone Biles and now Gabby Douglas say they plan to return the competition. We hope you enjoy the conversation. Lili, welcome to the Sports Travel Podcast today. Thanks so much for having me, Matt. I'm happy to be here. USA Gymnastics has released a proposal looking for a destination in which a national training and wellness center would be built. Why now? It's a perfect time for that. We're looking at uh, cities that can help us develop a facility where all of our disciplines will be under one roof. And it is basically the central heart and hub of gymnastics in America. That's the vision around it. Part of the request for expressions of interest is a list in what you desire in the framework of a venue. What are the things in that framework that that are most important for you? Well, when we look at a training and wellness center, and it's purposefully called a training and wellness center, is because we want this facility to be an athlete-centric one in the sense that we want our athletes to feel comfortable. We want them to be in an environment of positivity to basically have resources around that will help them as well. And when we talk about athlete centricity, we are also looking at it in terms of the entire ecosystem that supports the athlete. So not only is it about the athlete themselves, but it's also about the support network for them. So coaches play a big role in that, as well as our medical team plays a big role in that, and all these other facets that that support our athletes. That's what we're looking at it. How long have you been kind of kicking around this idea and developing what ended up being included in this? So we've been looking at it actually for for many years now. We've had a few different locations in terms of training facilities for our disciplines. 
they have been essentially decentralized in the sense that there is not one central location that all of our athletes train under one roof. We have a separate location where our rhythmic gymnasts train, a separate location where our women's artistic team trains, and a separate location where our men's artistic team trains, and, and so on and so forth with each of our disciplines. You know, we are looking at consolidating that into under a single roof because we think that there are a lot of efficiencies when it comes to uh, a training and wellness center to have it be centralized. And you had asked earlier in terms of why now? Well, and I said it is the perfect time as we look forward to, you know, the upcoming games being in our backyard in L.A. that we'd ideally like to have facility ready by then. How much did you consult with uh, gymnasts, with coaches, with uh, all of the different uh, groups of people that you work with under the USA Gymnastics umbrella? Yeah, that's that's a great question, Matt. Um, And when we develop something like this, we we look at it uh, in terms of really getting input from all of the different stakeholders. And um, one of our values as as an organization is listening. And so we we have a working group pulled together of former athletes, of current athletes. We talk with our athletes council about what they think the needs around this should be from athletes standpoint. Uh, We have active coaches who sit on the working group too. And so we're always looking at all getting as much input as possible from our stakeholders to be able to develop something that ultimately is there to serve them. Did you look at other countries that may have national training centers as well and see what they do in terms of best practices? Or were you focusing more on what what works within the USA gymnastics umbrella? We're we're touring facilities all around the world. I think that there are learnings. Many are in the U.S. and some are outside of the U.S. as well. So when there is the ability to tour facilities, whether it's globally or whether it's domestically in our backyard, uh, we're doing that as well. So we we are when it comes to learning, we think there's equal opportunity across the board in learnings. What is the early response since you've released the proposal in terms of interest from cities and also the broadness, whether in one region or one size of market? Yeah, so we released it just a, a couple of weeks ago, essentially, and we've gotten a lot of uh, in terms of responses of interest and a lot of questions from different cities as well. We are looking at it nationwide and basically in terms of you know what rises to the top and what cities, cities and regions rise to the top in their responses. There are certain criteria that we are looking for, you know, one being near, relatively close to an international airport because travel and convenience is really important to our, to our delegation athletes. Another one being near um, tra- Trauma One Medical Center as well. We, we want medical resources as well as ideally a university that has medical research so we can be cutting edge in that area too. So we're looking at it from really different, a lot of different criteria, and we have gotten a, a lot of responses of interest so far. One thing when I was looking through the proposal is a future venue would be home to a USA Gymnastics Hall of Fame and Museum. How long has that concept been developed? And in some ways, when you were were you surprised when you joined the organization about two years ago that there wasn't already one already? Yeah. So I've actually been in the role now for almost four and a half years. And um, but COVID was two of those years. So it, it, it's more like two years in that sense. There are a, a, a lot of, I would say, um, community members who have who have collected a lot of memorabilia throughout the time frame that they have been involved in the sport. And this gives us the opportunity to be able to collate some of that memorabilia and also showcase some of the memorabilia that that we have. And so um, I, I'm really excited about the opportunity to be able to have a Hall of Fame museum. 
Uh, proposed national training and wellness center would also include office space for up to 80 employees to house the NGB headquarters. But it does say, should you decide to relocate to a new facility? Is that a key part of the proposal or, or would you still consider staying in Indianapolis regardless of where the national training and wellness center would be placed? Yeah, we're, we're looking at it in terms of all, all different um, models in terms of what the facility could look like, as well as what our office space would look like. Every consideration is still on the table right now, and um, we'll make that decision once we receive all of the different responses and once we get to the end point. What would hosting this proposed venue mean for a city when it also comes to potentially bidding for future competitions? Would that be included in the consideration? So one of the criteria uh, that we have listed in the RFEI is that we're looking at ideally having a venue nearby that can seat several thousand people. And so that piece definitely would be a consideration point in terms of bringing some of our events to that city. Um, in terms of our events that would house or need a venue that does house several thousand people that we would we would look at that city as being host city for those events. You mentioned you've been president and CEO for a couple of years now. When you joined, obviously, USA Gymnastics was in the midst of deep turmoil, to put it mildly. Where do you feel you are now as an organization? Well, when you asked why now, and I said, well, I think there's really no better time than now to be able to do it, is that we're on this positive trajectory. We want to continue the momentum of that positive trajectory. The Training Wellness Center, as I mentioned, has been in our plans for many years, and we're just executing against that plan now that we've had in place. And so this is the next step in, in our trajectory. You mentioned how important was it that you, in this proposal, you include the words and wellness center, not just the training center. Yeah, exactly. It, it It is very much a facility that will be about wellness and it will be about holistic wellness of the development of our athletes as well. And so we will always refer to it as our training wellness center. You won't hear it called just the training center. It will always be called our training and wellness center. How do you balance moving toward the future with this being a key part of it, I'm sure, and then obviously LA28 also down the line, while recognizing the past and keeping that in mind when making decisions for USA Gymnastics? Yeah, we, we always look at our past in terms of informing our future. And so this is this project is one of those things where we have looked towards our past in terms of learning from it to inform what this center will look like. And that's also one reason why wellness is included in the title is because we are learning from our past. Next year, looking toward the future, you'll be having the Olympic trials in Minneapolis as part of this huge blowout celebration for the sport. What about their bid stood out and made you award such a high profile event to the destination? Yeah, we're really excited to be able to bring our trials event to Minneapolis. And as you called it a blowout, because it's not just the Olympic trials for artistic gymnastics. We will also be holding the USA Gymnastics Championships there, which includes rhythmic gymnastics, acrobatic gymnastics, as well as trampling and tumbling. In addition to that, we have our National Congress there. And for the first time, we will also combine uh, our Gym Fest event, which is Gymnastics for All, which has uh, some competitive element to it, but it's also about performance and participation. And so for the first time ever, we will have essentially four events in one. And so we will take over the city of Minneapolis for just over a week period. And so they will become Gymnastic City USA for that time frame. And Minneapolis's bid, I would say, is that um, they have been fantastic to work with. They've been very collaborative and they have the infrastructure to be able to hold an event like this. I have to say not many cities have the ability to hold an event like this. 
we will be taking over Minneapolis for that for that one week period. How important was it in planning this whole uh, celebration before you announced it? Is that you obviously have the Olympic trials, which is this massive, high profile, event, but also using it, like you said, to kind of bring together all different disciplines. Because while there is so much attention pay, paid on, you know, the the rhythmic gymnastics, you know, there you have many many other forms and levels and disciplines to try and give them some different uh, people a little bit more of a different taste and an idea of what all that you have under the the national governing bodies umbrella. Yeah, so I think a lot of people don't understand how many disciplines we oversee at US. Gymnastics. I think when they when people think of our organization, they will think automatically to artistic gymnastics, which is men's and women's artistic, and that is the discipline that you normally see on on broadcast or television. But um, we have several disciplines, as I just mentioned, under us, and including parkour as well. I think a lot of people don't understand that we have parkour under us. And so next year's event will really be a celebration of all of the disciplines. We will even have some exhibition element of parkour there, too. So we will be celebrating each and every discipline that USA Gymnastics oversees. We're about one year away from the Paris Olympics, and in the past several weeks, you've had first Simone Biles and now Gabby Douglas say they plan to return to competition. What does this do for USA Gymnastics to have those athletes back, both for your competitions and also just, frankly, your brand? We actually have so three past Olympic all-around champions who will be vying for a spot on the uh, Paris Olympic team. It is incredible in terms of not necessarily, I don't necessarily look at it as an opportunity for USA Gymnastics, but an an opportunity for the sport and an opportunity for these athletes to be able to come back and to really be able to enjoy their time in the sport as well. And so I couldn't be happier that these athletes have made the decision to come back. And and when you hear what they're saying that, you know, they want to talk about the celebration of the sport and and they want to do it for themselves and for the love of the sport as well. How important when you're hearing those things, is it is it reassurance or affirmation that the things that you've been doing the last couple of years are starting to pay off in terms of having those gymnasts be fall in love back with the sport? I think it's fantastic that that they feel positive enough about the sport for them to be able to come back after whether it's one year off or whether it's several years off. And as I mentioned before, for, for them to do it for the love of the sport does send a message of positivity to, to everyone involved. One year out from Paris, what is the goal for USA Gymnastics when at the 2024 Olympic Summer Games? Well, this this upcoming year will obviously be very, very focused in terms of helping our athletes prepare for the Paris Games. And ultimately, we want them to be able to have the time of of their lives, to really enjoy their time and to really enjoy their journey to the Paris Games. And whatever actually may their end result being is we want to make sure that they are enjoying the journey and having a positive experience at the same time. And you mentioned, obviously, the National Training Wellness Center. Part of that is also looking forward to LA 28. How do you balance wanting to make sure that you give the athletes the best experience they can next year, but also you you knowing that you have this giant potential opportunity to have four years, five years down the road in LA, a chance to really continue and give USA Gymnastics more growth than perhaps ever before? We have the previous in terms of the the training um, environments that we've been able to provide to our athletes have resulted in in success, which is fantastic. But we believe that we can improve upon that. And we believe that we can give them a much more supportive and holistic environment for, for them to be able to thrive. And so we always look at what we can be doing better. And we think, again, that we have the ability to improve on that. 
And that's the reason why we want to do this. You mentioned the plans are to try and make sure that this National Training and Wellness Center is in place for 26. Would you be doing these plans right now if you didn't have LA 28, if the 28 Olympics were in the US, or would you be doing this regardless of where the 28 summer games would be? So um, ideally, we would like to have a facility in place by 26, and we'll see what the responses uh, have in store for us. But we we had this plan in, in place for a little while, and, and it wasn't necessary because the games were in L.A. Again, we just want to be able to provide the best training environment possible for our athletes, and we think this is the right thing to do for them. One last thing, Lily, how much would this proposed new training and wellness center be kind of a statement for USA Gymnastics of how it sees organizing the sport for the future in the, and throughout the United States? As I mentioned at the beginning, we see this as being the heart and hub of gymnastics in America. And so this training and wellness center, while yes, of course, we'll be holding national camps there and it will be for uh, the national team and elite level athletes. Our vision around this is that it will also be accessible and open to the public and open to gymnasts of all levels as well. We plan to hold educational programs there, clinics for coaches, clinics for judges. And we want this to be a really welcoming facility where athletes, again, of all different levels can come through and watch their role models train. And then they can then dream to be on the Olympic team someday as well. But this is supposed to be a very welcoming facility of athletes of, of all levels and their families too. So it's going to be seen as the heart and hub of Gymnastics America, and we can't wait for this to happen. All right. Well, Lili, thank you very much for giving us a little more to, into the details of, for, for the plans, not just for the training center, but also for USA Gymnastics as an organization going forward, not just next year in Paris, but years ahead for LA 28. Thank you for joining us today on the Sports Travel Podcast. Thanks so much, Matt. I appreciate it. This has been another edition of the Sports Travel Podcast. Thanks for listening and be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast on all your favorite platforms, including iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify. Past episodes are also available at sportstravelmagazine.com, which features breaking news and in-depth features on stories related to the sports event industry. Be sure to visit us daily at sportstravelmagazine.com, at Sports Travel on Twitter and Instagram, and at Sports Travel Magazine on Facebook and LinkedIn. Until then, this is Matt Traub for Sports Travel, and thanks for listening.